clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is the Real Guy Podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Captain Jeff, and welcome to the Real Guy Podcast. This is a podcast by real guys for real guys. And um, just want to mention our sponsors. The Boatyard in Fort Lauderdale. It's been a staple here in Fort Lauderdale. You can go there by boat or you can go by car. It's a nice place to go. You'll never be disappointed with the Boatyard right here in Fort Lauderdale. Also, Waypoint TV. Um, Go to waypointtv.com. That's where they host the podcast. And um, they often get different um, advertisers and sponsors for the podcast. Um, So just wanted to uh, mention Waypoint TV. Now, I just got off Facebook, and um, my last post, well, actually, my two last posts, my actually, my last post, I just posted that I was getting ready to uh, pour a glass of scotch here and do a podcast. And I, I do podcasts um, on a lot of my Facebook topics, and um, the reason I do so is because sometimes I'll, I'll just, like, you know, put what's on my mind over Facebook, and then a lot of times, you know, you don't really get that much response. Nobody really gives a crap. Um, but every once in a while, I'll put one up, and I'll just get, like, a crazy amount of response. You know, like, I don't know, 150 likes in, like, you know, 30 minutes and 30 comments, and the comments don't stop coming in. And then, you know, I sit back, and I think about what I posted, and I say, you know, that's that's something we should bring up in the Real Guy podcast. Being ready to be exploited. In the same way, Fort Lauderdale has been exploited over the years. And then my very last post was, um, well, podcast listeners are going to be able to win a free trip with Captain Jeff. Um, You can win a free trip, a fishing trip with me. All you have to do is answer this trivia question. Um, What is the number one sign that your small town can have when you know you're being exploited. Okay? So the number one sign you can come up with where you know that your small town is being exploited, if it's the same as the one I have, you guys will win a free fishing trip with me. So think about it, and um, you can email me um, your answers at jeff at lonkerdog.com. You can put them on Facebook. Um, you can put them on Instagram. I'm going to start a new Twitter feed. Actually, I have a Twitter feed. It's the Real Guy Podcast, but I never post on there. Lamont does all the posting on there. I'm going to start posting on there because I want to start doing some contests like that. And, um, yeah, you get to win a free fishing trip with me. So not too bad, right? Not too bad. Podcast listeners only. So what's the first of the top 20 signs that your small town is going to be exploded, exploited? Now, this is, um, this is mostly for coastal towns. You know, I know there's a lot of people in the audience that, um, you know, aren't on coastal towns. And um, with a little bit of creative thinking and looking forward, I think that even if you're not on a coastal town, you can kind of catch my drift, you know, as, we, as I go through these top 20 signs. But, you know, a lot of my podcast listeners are from Florida or into fishing or into the water. So a lot of my podcast topics are on this. Now, here in Fort Lauderdale, for anybody that doesn't know, 
Fort Lauderdale was the most gorgeous place to move to in Florida for a long time. And what I mean by gorgeous, we had it all. We had the best beaches, right? Our intercoastal waterway was just cool as it could be. I mean, we had a canal system where people could have boats behind their houses and people could, you know, fish behind their houses and enjoy the water here in South Florida better than any neighborhood in South Florida. And um, it was just a great place to be. I mean, everybody in the country, everybody in the world wanted just a little piece of Fort Lauderdale. Hence, the exploitation begins. You know, I don't blame anybody, you know, 30, 40, 50, 100 years ago to, let's say, conquer the environment so we could live here. I get that, okay? Um, not, you know, not some friggin' eco-nutter that's trying to, you know, stop the world. But I firmly believe that if people pay attention to how we screwed up here in Fort Lauderdale and what we did with Fort Lauderdale, especially here in the state of Florida, or all your coastal communities up and down um, Gulf of Mexico, California, anywhere in the world, really, where you see these signs, you know? The first thing they did here in Fort Lauderdale, which was, in my opinion, the beginning of the end. And when I mean the end, I mean that we've overdeveloped this place 100%. We simply don't have anything left but seawall, deep water, and development. That's all we have here. Um, thank God the water moves and the fish can come and go because if they had to breed here or the water had to be pure from here, it would not be. But the first thing they did here, to my recollection in my life, and realize I'm 52 years old, and I could kind of start paying attention, I don't know, call it 1980. But we had a, we had a road that went across the state, and we called it then Alligator Alley. Alligator Alley was a little dangerous, and it was dark. And if you drove 80 miles an hour across that thing really fast, um, you would probably hit an animal or something, not the safest thing to do, but that was the road that took you from Fort Lauderdale to Naples right across the state. It was a two-lane highway. I remember it vividly. It was dark. Um, at any time, an alligator, you know, would be up on Alligator Alley, and if you were going 80 miles an hour and you hit that thing, you were sh up the creek with no paddle. So anyway, that was Alligator Alley, which is now um, part of what they call 75, which is like I-95, but for the west coast of Florida. So anyway, now we have a full highway going across the state, and it dumps right into Fort Lauderdale. Because that highway, or that road, which is now a highway, went into Fort Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale um, had a big airport, and um, they built the 595 corridor system. Okay, this is, they, they, they built the 595 and everything even before all the neighborhoods were totally built up out west. But they built the, the, the roads, you know. It was pretty simple to see that it didn't matter what they had to do, what they had to destroy. Building this huge highway, 
system, the 595 system that we have here in Fort Lauderdale, was the number one priority for Broward County, City of Fort Lauderdale, State of Florida, whatever you want to call it. That was the first thing, even though there was things before that, but that's the first thing that really hit home with me. And it's something that you can look out for in your small town. Over by Homosassa or uh, Crystal River, somewhere over there, they just built a big road going right into the middle of these small towns. So rest assured that that's a sign that people have plans to exploit that area. Okay? So big highways. Um, if they want to turn your roads into highways, that's the number one sign. The number two sign is they'll start making you pay in for parking. That'll be new. Like, there was a day when we could park right on Fort Lauderdale Beach. Your front tires of your car would sit right in the sand. And you could park down there. And everybody did. And everybody enjoyed the beach. You can still park down there. Um, there's about a mile left of, like, a four-mile stretch where you can actually park your car on the beach. But you don't park your car on the beach anymore because they destroyed the beach there. And they built parking and sidewalks and a seawall. And um, that's what runs up and down the coast of Fort Lauderdale Beach now. And the only place to park your car, once you go over the bridge here, or any of the bridges here in Fort Lauderdale, and what we have is we have bridges that go over to the um, beach here. As soon as you go over those bridges, there's no place to put your car without parking. You know, when we were growing up, you could park pretty much anywhere you wanted. There was a few lots where you had to pay, but geez, you could park all over the beach. You didn't need that. So when you see, when you see areas that the city starts asking you to pay for parking, that's a sign that exploitation is coming, that your town is now growing at a pace that is probably not, what's, you know, not sustainable if you want to keep the great things that um, you value in your neighborhood. Like the great things that we valued here in Fort Lauderdale, and it was simple, it was the beach, man. It was the water, it was having a boat here. It was that you could have your kids and, and you could grow up on the water and fish and surf and ski. And some of the best athletes in the world came from here because you could do that. But you don't do that here anymore, it's just city. The only people that are doing that are the people that are getting paid. Jet ski companies and... Uh, rental companies and but not for the people anymore anyway so the parking that's a big thing also they're going to start dredging your waterways when you see these um army of engine army of army corps of engineers they show up with the boats and they do these surveys when you see that that's no good no good at all the army corps of engineers will screw up anything look at the everglades system for crying out loud unbelievable the mistakes they've made over the past. And they'll make the same mistakes in the future if you let them. The Army Corps of Engineers will come in there and they'll start to survey. The next thing you're going to see in there is going to be dredging. And first you're going to think it's cool because, you know, these little canals and stuff are kind of shallow and it'd be nice to get a boat in there. Well, that's what we thought here in Fort Lauderdale, too. Now it is 100% dredged. We have no mangrove system left. We have no birds that hang out by the water hardly. We have no estuaries. Everything is just seawall and concrete. Do not let that happen. And do not let them dredge every single one of your canals so these boats can fit in there. 
You know what I mean? Like, it's okay if your house doesn't have access for a big, giant boat. Take advantage of that and have a small boat and enjoy what you have before you destroy what you have. Right? So pay attention. They're going to start dredging the canals. They're doing it right now. They're doing it in your backyards. They're doing it in your neighborhoods. Watch the dredging, and you know that's a sign of exploitation in the future. Pretty heavy shit, right? Well, it's the way it works. Another thing that's a, that's a, that's a sign. Like, you will lose touch with the law enforcement in your area. Growing up here when we were kids, you knew a lot of the cops. The cops kind of knew who you were. And um, I can remember when that broke down. It was after the big spring break thing, and they closed spring break down here, and then you didn't know who the cops were and what the hell they wanted either. And then all of a sudden, there was a huge disconnect between the cops and the people here. But before that, I can remember the water cops. I can remember who were sticklers, who weren't. There was a guy, Clarence, he was a black water cop here on the water, I don't know, all through the 80s and stuff. Clarence, I can remember him like yesterday. And you didn't screw around when Clarence had his eye on you. If you were out there going too fast in the intercoastal or doing some things that you weren't supposed to be doing out there, Clarence had an eye on you, and you knew he had an eye on you. And it was cool because now you had a relationship with the dude. I know some of the cops out there now, but man... It's hard to know these guys. And it's hard to have a relationship with them. When that starts happening in your small town, you know that's a sign that your small town is getting out of control, spiraling out of control. And when I mean control, all I mean is you want to keep what you love intact in the place you live. You don't want people to come in and exploit it. That was always the value of moving to Florida, and we're losing it, and we're losing it fast. All right, so recognizing law enforcement, man, you should know who they are. One of the biggest things that kills me right now is I don't know who every FWC officer is between here and Dade County, or at least the majority of them. I'm out there 200 days a year. You'd think I'd know every single one of them, and they'd know me, but I don't, and they don't. It's freaking horrible. Anyway, that's a whole nother thing. Cranes and condos, they're going to change your skylines. Saddest thing I've seen in a while is I was visiting my parents that live in Punta Gorda, which is in the back of Port Charlotte. And from the Punta Gorda Isles, which I'm not a huge fan of because it's seawalls. Now, my parents moved there. My parents are freaking old. They didn't know any better. Seawalls were cool to them. Seawalls aren't so cool to me. But anyway, that's a, you know, I can go on and on about this crap. But anyway, Punta Gorda Isles is all seawalled up. I don't recommend that for coastal communities going forward. The seawalls promote no life. The whole reason you want to be on the water is to be around sea life. I mean, come on. I can't make it any more simple than that. But cranes, you're going to see cranes popping up. These huge, giant cranes. And what are they going to build? They're going to build condos. Across from Punta Gorda, across the, <coughs> across the bay from there, is Port Charlotte. I'm not sure why or how it happened, but the city and the people of Port Charlotte have let um, development happen right on their beaches, right on their coast, and they're going to put up huge condos. It's exactly what destroyed Fort Lauderdale Beach and exactly what left the people of Fort Lauderdale powerless. Makes me sick to see that in Port Charlotte because I know what's coming. 
And all I want to do is share the message. People from Port Charlotte, the people of Port Charlotte, learn from our mistakes. You're going to see personal watercraft and rental boat companies start popping up. I remember when we had the first one pop up here in, in Fort Lauderdale. It was cool at the time. You know, Fort Lauderdale was big into that, you know. There's places you'd go for rides. We had, you know, theme parks and stuff in Fort Lauderdale. Hell, we had a place called Ocean World here. It was, you know, that's what people did. They came here and they did shit like that. Well, in that same area where that jet ski rental, right off what we used to call Ski Beach, George English Park, the same place that we just pumped 100 million gallons of raw sewage into, there is approximately five, five personal watercraft rental companies. They use the public ramp, which I'm not sure how that's legal, but they do. It's a public park and a public ramp, and these guys are making a business at our public ramp. Total exploitation of the ramp, of the water, of the waterways. There's multiple personal watergraph rental companies within a quarter mile from there on both sides of the canal. I think there's four within about 150 yards. Then, Fort Lauderdale Beach... Of course, if you're a giant corporation, you can get the permit and stuff. But the Harbor Beach Marriott rents jet skis right off the beach. And then there's like three or four more going down the beach. I don't know, like the W or something or whatever. Then there's like five or six boat rental companies here. And all those people. And some people are going to get pissed. I don't give a shit if you get pissed at me. But I'm going to strike the chord because there's a lot of people that are into personal watercraft. That's horseshit. Personal watercraft is like the mini bike or the go-kart of the ocean. Well, there should be places for personal watercraft, just like there's places to ride mini bikes and go-karts here. You can't take a go-kart and go through friggin' the 595 system. That personal watercraft rental is horseshit, and it's bad. And it totally harshes people's tubes that are out there on the water. People that are out there on the water to enjoy the serenity of it. And then the personal watercraft with people that are just ignorant to the rules. They don't know what they're doing, which is so obvious. And companies are going to open those up and just flood your waterways with those type of vessels. And those type of, let's call them, captains. Because they're the ones running the personal watercraft. And when you see that, then you know exploitation is happening. You know what I mean? And then, you know, the, the typical shit where big corporations start buying uh, marinas. That's a big one that happened here. West Track came in and bought all the marinas. Then more dredging. Then bigger boats. Then more fuel. You know what I mean? And more traffic. So the big corporations are going to come in and they're going to buy little small town marinas. And when they buy your little small town marina, they're going to exploit the stuff that you love now. And people will pay big money to be in that marina. But just remember what they're paying for. They're paying to exploit the natural resources and the things that make that marina valuable. All right? Then you start seeing boats that make absolutely no sense at all. The new river here, a small river that goes east to west, used to be just a frigging sanctuary, some of the best fishing, one of the coolest places in the entire world. 
has 200 foot yachts stacked in the back of that thing like it's a frigging parking garage. I'm not kidding, man. The whole river around I-95 and west of 95, we're talking way inland, is just mega yacht central. Places that had world record tarpons. There was a world record tarpon caught back there at one point. It was the place that I grew up. It's a place I learned how to fish. It's a place that I bragged about up until about 10 years ago about how great our river was. And now the river is filled with water taxis. It's filled with mega yachts. It's filled with fuel barges. It's filled with, what the fuck, towboats. Complete exploitation. You people down there in that Stewart area, you watch that river. Back there were American yachts and stuff. That's like, I don't know. It's like a, a block here in Fort Lauderdale. Don't let them take more blocks. If you guys don't know what I'm, look, what I'm talking about, get on Google Earth and look at the uh, Stewart area. And at I-95, look at the river that goes under I-95 and look at the place where they build boats and do have a huge marina back there. Dude, I grew up in those marinas. My parents made a living in those marinas. We thought they were great. And they were at one point, but now Mother Nature needs some help. We have to change the way we look at shit. You know what I mean? <sighs> so the big marinas, that's a big thing. The boats that don't make any sense, that's a big thing. There's going to be seawall growth. When you see seawall growth going on, then you know. It's more exploitation of your natural resources. They are destroying your natural resources so they can have a seawall. What the hell good is that? Forget the seawalls, man. We can figure it out in this day and age how to put a boat behind your house without totally ripping up the coastline. Storm drains, man, they're going to make these storm drains. They're going to be everywhere, all through the state of Florida. And those storm drains are going to drain right into the waterway, which is going to end up into the whatever waterway system you have. Here it was the intercoastal waterway. In Punta Gorda, it's Port Charlotte. Uh, in the Crystal River area, friggin' uh, Appalachian coal, all that crap. Seawalls, man, just not, not the thing to do. The storm drains, you're going to see them coming. Tolerance, or tolerance of pollution is a big deal. Because there's things now that happen on a daily basis that never would people just take in stride. I'll give, you an, I'll give you a for instance. Just two days ago, me and my buddy Timmy, we go to the back of the river because there's some small tarpon up there we could catch on fly. And we roll up there, and one, boat traffic is a little too heavy to, for the fishing to be really good. Which totally harshed our tude for a little while. And that happens. We gotta live with it. But um, looking at the plastic and the pollution and the black slime that's all over everything now and the way that oysters don't grow back there and there's hardly any vegetation back there was starting to harsh my tude. And then of course, and how could there not be? There's a thousand mega yachts back there. A diesel spill coming right out of the canal that we wanted to fish. 
The diesel spill was so thick that friggin' our eyes started to water and nobody gave a shit. There was people on the mega yachts. You know? The diesel was right there. It was bothering their eyes too. It didn't bother them as normal. The coastline there is just littered with friggin' plastic and all sorts of other crap that's in the water. And you can smell it. It's nasty. It ain't, yeah, it ain't pretty. And that's due to exploitation of some of the most pristine areas that Florida has ever produced, and they're gone forever. Condominiums, condos, oh, condos are the worst thing for your small town. Trust me when I tell you. If you don't think condos are the worst thing for your small town, just think about that if everybody in a condo could vote, and they put up three big condos in your small town, and think about the voting power that you just lost to the condo commandos. And they are condo commandos. They'll always be condo commandos because what is important to them is not what is important to you. The condos are friggin' horrible. You want to debate that? This is my podcast. and We're not debating shit. I'm just telling you the way I see it. Your small local restaurants, tackle stores, hardware stores, stuff like that will disappear and of course the big companies will come in and Bass Pro Shop will be the place to be and you'll be talking about the old tackle shops and you'll be talking about the guys who used to work in the old tackle shops like we do here in Fort Lauderdale. There's guys that worked in local tackle shops here that people consider leg legends because of the impact they had on their community when the community was just small before it was totally exploited. You'll see that happen in your small towns. Tackle stores, hardware stores, small restaurants. Then the Applebee's of the world will come in. Applebee's will be thriving and look great and have the bright lights. And the poor guy with the small mom and pop, they just keep going out of business. You'll see that happening. Ta traffic, of course, will increase. It'll increase to a point where you start getting irritated. That's a, that's a, that's a good sign of exploitation. One of the things that happens here in Fort Lauderdale is landscaping companies there's so many of them, and there's so many properties that every single morning, even on Saturdays and Sundays, because the, <laughs> the Fort Lauderdale doesn't give a shit about anything, the uh, lawnmowers are going, and the blowers are going, and it's just a constant um, noise and mess. They like to take everybody else's landscaping, they blow it in the middle of the street, the cars go by, and it goes off everybody else's landscaping, and there's more landscapers that just blow it the other way, and it's a complete clusterfuck. Try to, f try to drive around Coral Ridge, Victoria Park, um, Rio Vista, Tarpon River, Tarpon Bay, any of those little neighborhoods that have regular streets on them. There's just, it's hard to drive around because there's so many landscapers with their trucks parked right in the middle of the road. But anyway, that's a good sign. Also, um, yeah, they're just going to start creating places for people to live that you never really thought people could ever live there. Places where you just consider swampland or, or estuaries or marshes will now be neighborhoods. Total exploitation. Shouldn't let it happen. Why do we just keep building more and more and more properties for people to live on? I would rather only do that where it's sustainable and think about what that would do for property values here in the state of Florida. I mean, you know, 
There's a time where you have to put the sign up that says no vacancy. We don't have any more room left. And a lot of small towns that are now freaking clusterfucks should have did it a long time ago. And if your town isn't a clusterfuck yet, you should do it now. Your politicians will start coming from different places. Oh, I can remember when the uh, city manager, no, it was the county manager, was a lady from New Jersey that had this hardcore New Jersey accent. And when the water taxi thing came up here in town on the agenda, I can remember the lady with her New Jersey accent tell us, even though that we were all opposed to the water taxis, that she thought it was going to be a viable form of transportation. Oh, it still rings in my ears. It makes me want to puke that this lady was calling the shots. So your local politicians will start coming from places like New Jersey and New York or Fort Lauderdale at this point. When that happens, you know that your town's friggin' not headed in the right direction. And that's pretty much all the power you have if you want to maintain what is valuable in your small town is get involved in your local politics, what's on the agenda. The shit they've passed on the agenda here in Fort Lauderdale under our noses because we just never paid attention is unbelievable. Don't let it happen. Your politicians want to sell you growth and development. They're always going to talk about how great things are going to be. Well, it's not. It's great for some people, but it's not great for the majority of people. Town after town, city after city, you can see the examples here through the state of Florida. What else? If you have a port or if you have anything good like that, these huge companies will come in and exploit your natural resources. Like here in Fort Lauderdale and Port Everglades, which has always been exploited, started with the Army way back when. But now it's the cruise lines and it's the water taxis in the shipping industry. It's a huge port. And being a port, yeah, you got to live with that. But Jude, they just keep taking and taking and taking. Now we have about four miles of intercoastal waterway, which is basically unfishable and can barely be used by the recreational person, can barely be used by the people that's, that pay property taxes here. Port Everglades is a fucking clusterfuck. And it's a shame what's going on out there. And it's illegal, by the way. But see, what's the difference if it's illegal or not, if you can't fight it? These are all things that happen. These are all things that I want you to just kind of open your eyes to. People need to wake up. It took me 50 years, but I woke up. I'm looking at things totally different now. My dad was always into quality over quantity. He was a firm believer that if he didn't know about every boat and didn't know every little thing about every boat that he ever built, that he wouldn't build one. And then he would get disgusted in the companies that would start mass producing boats and put out cheap product and market it like it's freaking cutting edge. I think that's the way we ought to think about our state. I think we'd rather have more quality of life than invite everybody to totally exploit the place so they can have just a little piece and then that quality of life just diminishes and diminishes and diminishes. I'm going to wrap it up there.
Thanks for putting up with my horseshit for I don't know however long we've been doing this. Obviously, you can see that this is the type of thing that just, you know, makes my blood boil. And then I just think about it. I'm like, how can I make a difference? And I'm not sure that I can make a difference, but I can start. I can start by doing podcasts like this and educating the next person. Show small towns across the country how Fort Lauderdale totally blew it. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Guy Podcast. This is Captain Jeff. Run that dog. We got some, some good podcasts coming up. Stuff that's a lot more lighter than this stuff that I was talking about today. Up next is um, the Goliath Grouper thing. Is Goliath Grouper a sport fish or not? Me and the Shepherd debate on the next Real Guy Podcast.